Great evening, great evening, great evening, great evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wesley, billion dollar virgin. Welcome to another Millionaire Midnight Rant. I know I'm a little bit late here, 1248 a.m. in the morning here on Monday, but I'm here, okay? And I have a great excuse as well. I've been working not just on my stuff. So for the past maybe nine hours, I've been on the phone with my daughter, DeAsia, who is in college right now, and I've been writing a paper in Rigerian form. It was fun, very challenging. And we had some challenges. She 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 was a little bit stressed out, but luckily she has a father that helped her finish the paper. It was due about midnight, which is the reason why I'm a little bit late here tonight, because I had to make sure she got it turned in because she was extra emotional, she was stressed out, she was she was at her wit's end. But being the very patient father that I am, um, I helped her and we got it done and now she feels good and now she's sleeping like a baby. But um, hey, I didn't forget about you here. I want to share with you how to manage your emotions like the rich. Okay, How to manage your emotions like the rich people on the planet here. And listen, let me share something with you. Emotional management is probably the cornerstone of an individual that becomes very wealthy because the inability to manage how you feel, you know, when you get a little bit frustrated or irritated or pissed off or hurt or angry, <laughs> your inability to manage your emotions will determine if you will ever reach your highest potential, Okay. And some of you, if not all of you that's listening to this podcast right now, that's your biggest issue. Can I get an amen? It's the truth. That's your biggest issue. Young man, young woman, you know, all of you are on the journey to be successful on your own personal journey to create a happier life for yourself. But your lack of emotional management will keep you where you are right now. Not achieving your goals, not achieving your dreams, stuck at your job, driving the same car, driving the same or living in the same home with the same people in your life. Okay, And I want to give you some techniques and strategies that I've used over the past 10 years that have allowed me to be very calm in situations of chaos, to be able to perform very well, even through emotional, emotional disturbances here. Okay. And listen, if you're brand new to the rant, my name is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. I'm a young black man from Houston, Texas. I'm a self-made millionaire, and I use this platform here. Um, I go live on my Instagram every single night. So if you want to join me live, just go to Wesley Million Dollar Virgin here on Instagram, 1.2 million followers. And you can ask me questions here. Um, I do my best to give everybody the opportunity to have a conversation with me. Post your questions below. But more importantly, I'm here to educate you, okay? I'm here for you to understand that I got your back. When no one else has your back, because I know how it feels to be on this journey of success. It's a lonely journey, okay? You will feel at times that you are alone. But I want you to remember something, that you got Wesley Virgin. I'm here, which means you can listen to me on 
the podcast on Spotify, iHeartMusic, um, Amazon Music as well. We have over 300 different episodes of me talking about a, a, a variety of topics as it relates to mindset, manifestation, the law of attraction, uh, um, business, uh, women and men relationships here, how to become an alpha man. We talk about everything here, right? I want to give you all the tools that's necessary for you to navigate the planet in a way that you're happy, wealthy, and just in love as possible, right? Get into people that you want in your life as well. So go ahead and comment your names here below before I get started here. We have somebody from Philadelphia. Much love to Philly. Hey, Corey, how are you? Hey, Georgia, how are you? We have Carol, a carrot here. I am Selena. How are you, sweetheart? What's going on here? We have how many kings and queens I have on here tonight? Uh, and you are, okay, we got Andron. We got Vetra. Uh, we have Passion. Create. Also, all that glitters. Go ahead and comment your names here below. Put your names below so I can pronounce your name to let you know that I do see you. Yes, this is live. And I can see you here. Hey, Brandon on a mission here. We have Sammy. We have Kara from South Africa. Wow, Muhammad from India. We have Kellis. How are you? Pascal, Positivity King. I love that. Mrs. Virgin. Well, Mrs. Virgin is here. Where's Miss Virgin? I don't know. I was met. Wait, is that my mama or my wife? <laughs> Candy, you are so funny. Much love, young lady. Um, we have Wheat Jesus, Karen from Philadelphia. How are you? Great evening here. Okay. Hey, Jen. Simply Jen. Patty, how are you? And thank you, folks, for recommending the the Millionaire Midnight Rant to other people. Um, you know, people DM me every day and say, Wesley, I've shared it with my sister, my brother, my co-worker, my husband, my wife, my, my teenagers here. So I do appreciate that because I do everything within my power to ensure I, I give the most valuable, transparent advice as humanly possible. As many of you know, I'm worth over $40 million. I'm in the digital marketing space. And I'm also in the real estate space as well and getting ready to go in the Airbnb space now. But we've got a lot of things going on here, and I'm here just to help. I'm here just to share my philosophy with whoever wants to hear it And because I'm living my best life. I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed that I am, but I'm more blessed that I get the opportunity to make this contribution to you. And let me tell you why I do it, because I love you. I do. And I know sometimes you're making a ton of mistakes, but I still love you anyway, okay? So let's talk about um, how to manage your emotions like the rich here. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? How to manage your emotions like the rich. Listen, it's something that's called emotional management. Does anybody know what emotional management is? It's just your ability to manage the way that you feel during situations of chaos, during situations of frustration, irritation, or just when you're not getting the result that you want. And the lack of emotional management will cause you, or it will cause a delay in your achievement of the outcome. 
just to tell you a story here, like when I was in my 20s, obviously I wasn't aware of emotional management. So when I would start a business, say if I would jump into a new network marketing company and I had to recruit people. So when I would try to recruit people, they wouldn't want to join my company and I would get a little bit upset. I would get perturbed, right? Um, And I'm like, why are these people not seeing the opportunity, right? This is the opportunity to make more money. And I don't understand why they're being lazy and why they're not jumping in. So I would get upset. I would get pissed, right? Um, And even when I started my internet marketing company, I was trying to learn how to run Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google ads, all this stuff, right? And it just didn't work. And I was just getting upset. I was like, man, why is this not working? So I found myself on this emotional roller coaster in business. Can anybody relate? You know, it seemed like success itself is such an emotional roller coaster because at the same time you're trying to build success, you have a job that you can't stand. And when you leave your job, you're tired and you don't feel like working a business, but you feel that you got to work the business. So you try to compel yourself and you put hours in just to get no results. And, you know, you get to the point that your energy is depleted and you feel that you want to quit and give up. How many of you are in that situation right now? You know, you're just like, man, I'm tired. And that's an emotion, by the way, you know, being exhausted and tired. And you feel that you just, you've done everything, right? You've done everything that's humanly possible to make this thing work. Some of you have been working years. Hello? Years, right? Trying to make a business or whatever the opportunity that you're in, trying to make it work. But listen, emotional management will allow you to persevere, okay? You know, if you have kids, like me, I got three children. So, you know, picture, how many of you got children? Comment below. You know, just think about it. Imagine having children and a job and trying to run a business, right? It's tough. It's emotionally tough. You feel drained. And at the same time, you're trying to run the business and you, you you find challenges and uh, adversities and problems and you got to deal with these problems and still got to pay the bills at the end of the day and you're working on your credit and you're, you're dealing with children's school and it's a lot, right? And emotional management during these times are very important, okay? They're very important and very necessary. So let me talk about it here. So listen, um. You have to be able to be calm in situations of chaos. Please write that down. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very direct and blunt here. You got to be very calm in situations in chaos. Now, how do you do that here? Write this down. You have to realize that you cannot major in minor things. Okay. And as people, we tend to major in minor things. Okay? And what we start to understand, everything is minor. Let me, let me give you an example. Some of you might say, oh, this is a big problem. But my question to you is, why is it a big problem? Like, how do we measure a problem? I would say this. Stop saying that you have a big problem. I mean, did you weigh it? Like, how do you know how big it is, right? It's only how large it is based off 
your internalization of the problem. So what I want to suggest is stop saying that you have big problems. Okay? It's just an issue. It's just something that you have to deal with. And when I say don't major in minor things, don't make every negative issue, problem, situation in your life everything. Okay? Don't make it everything. Don't exacerbate those things. Okay? Don't make them worse than what they are. You got to learn to do this, okay? Like, I give you an example. So, I asked my daughter if I can talk about her her little issue. She said I could. So, you know, I spent 10 hours with my daughter on the phone here because she was stressing out about writing this paper that's due at 12 midnight. She's taking about 15 hours, which is a full load in college, which is very difficult, by the way. And she has so much homework, so many papers that she has to write. And she's trying to write this one paper. And she went to the teacher, talked to the teacher, but the teacher is just not explaining the information to her that she understands it. So she went to her father, obviously, to me and said, Dad, I don't understand this. I'm trying to figure it out. So, But even during the conversation this entire day, she had these emotional mood swings. She was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is my daughter. This is the agent. This is my interpretation of my daughter. I'm done. I'm done, Dad. I'm done. I'm not doing nothing. I'm done with this. You can look at it, but I ain't looking at nothing. That's, that's how my daughter was talking. I can't make that up. Like, she was adamant about it. She's done. You know what? I'm just going to take a zero, Dad. I, I'm not worried about this. I'm, I'm just going to take a zero. I don't care. Because this stuff is stupid. This class is stupid. Everything about this is stupid. I'm just going to take a zero, and I don't care. Whatever. Maybe I just drop out of school. <laughs> now, this is a true uh, depiction of what she did. She, she actually said all this stuff. But... As her very smart, intelligent, and astute father, I was calm. Okay? I was calm with her. Why? Because I knew she wasn't lashing out at me. She was unable to pull herself out of this emotional feeling that she wasn't going to be able to finish and do well with her schoolwork, okay? So it was important for me because obviously I do have a hint of emotional management. It was calm. And I said, baby, it's okay. You want to take a zero? Take a zero. It's okay. One thing you have to learn to do, if I want to give you guys some people skills, whenever you're dealing with people and they're irate and you're kind of pissed off, disagree with them. Don't disagree. Never do this. Like, I could have said, no, push push on, girl, persevere. She would have hung up in my face. <laughs> and actually, she did hang up in my face a few times. But it's very important when people, when you're dealing with people here, okay, I'm going to try to give you different scenarios on how this can be applicable. But when you're dealing with people, when they're irate and just upset, and you just agree with them. You say, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. Going to take a zero is okay. You can do whatever you want to do. But I want you to know something. I'm here for you, okay? And we can work through this. See what I did there? I empathized with her, which is very important. Because what she didn't realize and what she was doing, and a lot of you do this too, in different areas of your life, was 
eventually she was going to reset. Now, there's something, now write this down. This is important. It's something that's called the emotional refractory period. Now, write that down. And I know that's a big word that you don't understand, but I will explain it to you. It's something that's called the emotional refractory period. And that's the period that my daughter went from irate. I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm done. Just give me a zero. I don't care. Right? From that moment to she became calm and she got back to work. And let me tell you what she did. After about, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, she said, okay, I'm calm now, Dad. We can get back to work. <laughs> but let me tell you something. She went through this process a few times tonight. Like, you know, she was working on it. She was trying to find. She had to write all these different articles. And from the articles that she wrote, that she had to cite, she had to write, uh, you know, arguments and counter arguments about. It's very complex. I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of complex, right? And um, so she's got frustrated. She's like, I can't find nothing in the article to that's applicable to the article or to the argument what I'm trying to write. So she went through it again, the emotional refractory period. But I noticed, right, that the gap was got smaller. And when I said the gap became a bit smaller, when she was angry or irate or upset or discouraged, it didn't take her too long to get back to homeostasis, right? Just normal, let's get back to work and then get this done. And I have to applaud her, okay? I have to applaud her because she was able to decrease the amount of pain and frustration she was unintentionally putting herself through. Now, listen, how's that? Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very frank and direct with you. So I don't want to hurt your feelings here, but when you're working on a company, working in the business, there will be times that you're not going to know what you, you you're going to have no clue on what to do. Okay. You're going to try something a thousand times and you're still going to get the result that you don't want. Okay. And you're going to get upset. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to feel disappointed. All these different emotions will take place. But your ability to close the gap with the emotional refractory period will depend uh, or, or will determine how quickly you will discover the outcome, which means you can't take days to get over something that took place seven days ago. Make sense? I don't care if you lose $10,000. You can't take days and weeks to get over that. Like you can't keep talking about how you lost $10,000. I can't believe this happened to me. If you lose your job, you can't keep talking about, well, I lost my job. I love this company. I gave them my all. Like right now, 11,000 employees were fired and terminated from Facebook. Okay. And I've seen some of the videos of some of the ex-employees, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. This, is my, this is my life. This was everything. What am I going to do? I've been here for 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Right? They're just crying and suffering and crying and suffering. Right? That's a lack of emotional management. And you have some people that were terminated. They were like, oh, well, it was a good run. I learned a lot. Now it's time for me to take my skills to another company. Now, what's the difference between both of these people? 
One person chose to suffer. And that's what a lot of you do. Even in your business, your life, your relationships, with your body, everything, you just choose to suffer by continually thinking about the scenario, exacerbating the scenario. You know, because my daughter, what she was doing, she was blaming people, blaming the teacher, blaming the article, you know, this stupid article. Why would I ever need to write this again? Like she was digging herself in a very emotional hole of misery. And all she had to do was reframe it. I want everybody to write down the word reframe, okay? Stay with me here. Write down the word reframe. Reframe is the name of the game. And this is a skill. You have to teach yourself and learn how to reframe scenarios in your life and have them work for you and not against you. This is what I'm great at. This is what I'm a master at. Which means is when things happen in my life at adversities, problems, I have taught myself to reframe these things to work in my benefit. I give you an example. Two years ago, I had to leave a company that was, I was earning like $2 million with a merchant processor. I was earning $200,000 a month with this merchant processor, okay? And then we were going back and forth, back and forth. We couldn't agree to certain terms, and I decided to sever ties. So within a day, I lost $2 million a year because refund rates and charge rates were too high, and they decided to release this product from the platform. That was $2 million. Now, some of you would have cried about that. Some of you would have got very upset. You would have blamed the, the company. You would blame the, the, the owner of the company. You know, you, but what I did, I said, you know what? It's a blessing. I learned so much. I did so much on that platform. But it's now for me to mature and evolve to a different platform to make more money. That's what I said. I didn't think twice about the $2 million. Let me tell you why. Because if I can make $2 million there, why can't I make $10 million on another platform? And guess what I did? Two years, two years later... I make $10 million on another platform. Now, how is that possible? Because I didn't spend any time exacerbating an issue that was already done. Some of you are still talking about issues and problems, and it's already done. Like, it's in the past. Like, if it didn't work today, if whatever you did in business to make money, if it didn't work today, okay, it's done. Tomorrow is a brand new day for you to start again and to make this thing work. But for you to continue to talk about the past and what happened yesterday or what been happening, how is that going to be productive or conducive to your future? Does that make sense? But what makes it very difficult for people like yourself to make these rational decisions because of your inability to manage your emotions. You allow your emotions to take over you. They take control. Emotions are very powerful, how you feel. And it's more powerful than your logical thinking. But see, this is what's very powerful and very um, 
significant in millionaires and rich people and wealthy people is because they're able to manage their emotions in chaos. Look at Kanye West. Look at him. This man right now is having issues with his ex-wife, having issues with the parenting with his ex-wife, issues with Balenciaga, with Adidas, whatever. But this man is like a stoic. He's like unbothered by all this stuff. And he is still just as passionate. He still articulates himself well. He's communicating his thoughts. He says he's going to run for president. And he looks unbothered by all this stuff. Even though you have hecklers, you have people talking about him, criticizing him, ostracizing him, trying to counsel him. But yet, <coughs> this man is standing stout and he seems to be very formidable with all these issues. Another young man by the name of Deion Sanders, I don't really follow this stuff, but I saw it briefly. He was at a, at a, a college, a HBCU college, right? In Mississippi, Jackson State. And he went to that college because he, I guess he wanted to make a contribution and rehabilitate that school and, you know, kind of proves that he could make that school great. And he did in a 12-0 series. But during that 12-0 series, he got an offer. Colorado State reached out to him, right, and said, we want you to coach here, which is a great opportunity for Coach Prime. Deion Sanders is a great, significant activity. Uh, opportunity that he took. And you have a ton of people on the internet right now, because I'm, I'm watching it, a ton of people on the internet right now and say, oh, he's a sellout. He used us. You have Jackson State, the college himself, is making a mockery of this man. But yet they don't even realize the contributions that this man made to the college. No one even knew this college even existed before he started to go and become coach there. But they're all butthurt. They want to blame him. They want to say that you shouldn't take the opportunity. But what what is Deion Sanders doing? If you watched him, he's unbothered. You know what he's doing? He went to Colorado State. He's talking to the team. He's giving the team division. And he's talking to them. And he's communicating to them as if these people on the Internet even exist. You know what that's called? Emotional intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it's called with Kanye West? Emotional intelligence. That's why these individuals are so successful. See, think about it. Think about having people throwing rocks at you. Nonstop. Daggers at you. And you stand tall as if no one is throwing nothing. You're catching the rocks. This, this emotional management strategy is necessary for you to overcome and persevere for you to become who you want to be, okay? And some of you don't even realize, like, what you're going through right now, you know, I get it. Oh, it's not working. Okay, so what? You know, Wes, I've been doing it, you know, because I get people in my DMs all the time, they're begging me and 
plead me, Wesley, please help me, help me, help me, help me. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm like, you will get it if you believe it. Like, you will eventually get it. Do you not understand it? But you complaining and bitching about how you're not getting it and how everything is unfair on the Internet and people lying to you. They're scamming. They're not telling the truth. You know, no one's really teaching us. You sound like a freaking child. Sound like a teenager. You're an adult now. Which means you got to persevere. You got to condition yourself and realize that this journey is going to be tough at times, okay? Because there are things that you just don't know, okay? And if you want to know, if you want to master, you have to be very repetitive with the tasks and activities. And also, you have to manage your emotions when things don't go well. Does that make sense, everyone? Comment below, please. Okay? Are, are, are you folks understanding this? Okay? You have to reframe when you feel angry because you haven't achieved the goal. You have to see it better. Instead of saying I failed, you should say that I'm learning. Instead of saying this is not working, say it is working. And very soon I will discover the solution. Are you with me here? Comment below. Darn it. I don't. Okay. Am I making sense here? Do you not understand what I'm sharing with you here? I'm serious. If you cannot manage your emotions in your life, your life is going to be a life of devastation, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. If you can't manage problems, challenges, pain, if you can't manage how you feel when you feel that everything is against you, maybe you have a ton of debt, maybe you don't have enough money to pay your rent, if you're not able to calm yourself down <clears throat> and focus solely on a solution, you're going to have a tough life, Okay? Going to have an ex extremely tough life. Listen, it's normal for an individual to be sad or to be down sometimes, but it's abnormal to suffer. I am not saying that you can't experience a sad emotion, you know, maybe a little bit down, discouraged about something, but to stay there. And to suffer is a choice. That's you choosing to repeatedly think about why this is not working. Why can't I get this? Why can't I get the result? <laughs> That's a choice if you choose to live there. And that choice is suffering. You don't have to suffer. 
This is what I was sharing with my daughter. I said, you know, right now you're just choosing to suffer right now. You're choosing to be miserable. You know, tell me you're going to quit. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm not doing this no more. And I'm like, you know, I, I get it. But all that is just useless because obviously you're going to do it. You know, you got to get it done because my daughter's the type of person that she shoots for perfection and excellence. It's just in her DNA. So you got to remember this the next time you go through an issue in life. And you know what's so interesting? It's like, you know, have you ever, have you folks ever got into a situation when you were just so unaware of how you were going to pull yourself out of the situation? Like, you was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. I have no clue. How am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix this? I don't know. But days later or weeks later, you found a solution. Can anybody relate? Like, have you not noticed that every negative, terrible, horrific situation that you're in right now, or even in life, that you always come out finding the solution? Hello? Right? Comment, yes. Everybody has experienced that. You know, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know, man. This is over. I don't know, man. You know, I'm I, I'm not going to figure this out. I'm not going to. And then you figure it out. You're like, oh, man, I figured it out. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Wes. I was going to figure it out. You did say I was going to figure it out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then another issue. Man, how am I going to figure this out? I don't know. Man, now this is different. <laughs> you know, you ever said that? No, this is different this time. This is a bigger issue. I really don't know what I'm going to do. And then you figure it out again. Right? And you see how we continually go through the spiral of these emotions and we're getting nowhere. Okay? You got to realize something. Any issue, any problem, any challenge that takes place in your life, I'm here to tell you that you can conquer it. I'm here to tell you that you will find a solution. I'm here to tell you that you have everything within you to find the solution for the problem. It may take a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, but you have the power to find the solution. Okay? If I can get you to understand that, I can get you to the millions. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any questions for me, folks? Any questions for me before I let you go here? I just want you to know that you have to begin to work. And be very aware of your emotions when you get angry, sad, disappointed, discouraged, upset, resentful, bitter, down, despondent. You have to be aware. And you have to, you, you have to be very careful not to stay there too long in that emotion. Okay? 
You have to be able to pull yourself out of that emotion. Some of you right now, you're in your bed right now and you're thinking about your life. Some of you are thinking about, I got to go to work tomorrow. You don't want to go to work tomorrow, right? Can I get an amen? How many of you want to go to work tomorrow? Nobody does. You don't want to. Some of you work from home, but you don't want to do it. <clears throat> you want to do your own thing. <clears throat> and you're trying to do your own thing, but the own thing that you're trying to do is just not working. And sometimes you feel just like you're just not getting it. And I, I'm here to tell you that <clears throat> you are getting it. <clears throat> I get so many young men and young women that say, Wes, I'm just not getting it. I'm just not getting it. You are. Stop saying and stating that you're not getting it. You know, I hear this all the time. You know, I'm not getting it, Wes. I'm not getting it. You know, I just... I'm not understanding this, man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong, big head. Like if you're actually persevering and working towards the achievement of your goal, you're not doing anything wrong. What are you talking about? It's like running a marathon. Just because you're in last place doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You're just running at your pace. You're just running at a slower pace. Some of you, you're just running at a slower pace. But the key is that you're running. Does that make sense? Some of you are trying to run this race and you're thinking about other people that are ahead of you. Well, that person is way in the front. Well, I'm not there yet. I'm still back here. Because you're running at your pace. Right? They've probably been running longer than you. They've probably been training longer than you. You just started. Are you with me here? Stay in your own bubble. Stay in your own zone. Relax a little bit, Right? And pace yourself and run until you finish. The great thing about a marathon is not about who's first. It's about if you finish. Because many people don't run marathons because it's difficult. It's hard. <clears throat> Just like it's not a ton of people. They're not trying to be a millionaire. It's not people out here that's actually committed to that process. They're not committed to the work ethic. They're not committed to the sacrifice. They're not committed to that stuff. Very few people are actually committed to being wealthy. And if you, if, you, if you select to be one of those people, you say, you know what? I want to be one of those people. Okay. Well, stop saying things that are a contradiction to what you want. Don't ever say that it's not working. You should never say that. Don't ever say, I'm not getting it. Don't ever say, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what I'm missing. Stop saying those things that contradict what you want. Does that make sense? Say, it is working. Everything is working out perfectly. I'm learning every day. Today I learned what not to do. I'm going to do something different tomorrow. Okay, great. Still learning. Taking more risk. Okay? But it's working. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. If you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to quit. You're going to stop. You're going to give up. You're going to give yourself reasons on why this is not for you. I hear people all the time, man, you know what? This is not for me, Wes. This is not for me. And it's not that it's not for them. You just don't have any guts. You don't have any balls. You gutless. You weak. You soft. You're a loser. Yeah, I'm being tough here tonight. You know, when I hear that, 
man, this is just not for me. You're just a loser then. Because that's what losers say. That's a bullshit excuse to say that you couldn't hack it. You couldn't take it. It was just too much for you. So you're a loser. Because only losers quit on their dreams. Only losers give up. Only losers throw in the towel. Does that make sense? Okay? That's what losers do. And don't get upset at me if you're emulating a behavior of a loser. But you don't have to be. You don't have to continue to be a loser. Tomorrow morning, you can choose to be a winner. You can choose to say different words. You can choose to persevere. You can choose to be resilient. You can choose to deal with the struggle. Deal with the hardships. Deal with all the pain. I get it. You got kids? Okay, you made the kids, young lady. Deal with that shit. You know, I'm sick and tired of women, single women that have all these kids and look at all these kids, Wesley. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got all these kids. Well, you made those kids. You opened your legs up. You didn't wear a condom. Okay. So you made them. Complain to me why you was making that decision. You made a decision to open your legs. You had all those kids. Now deal with it. If the dad is not there, hey, well, you chose that guy. Deal with it. Take ownership of what you have done. Stop complaining. Stop blaming other people. Oh, well, he should be a better dad. Well, what are you going to do? Okay? I'm just sick and tired of people using excuses for their downfall. Like men. Some men been in prison, been in jail. Well, wish I got a felony. So what? You did the crime? Like you did that, right? Something give me this bullshit about, well, the, the system wouldn't put me back in jail. The system, you know, it's just not made for men like me. What you mean? You made all those decisions to do exactly what you did. So now you got to be accountable for it. Before you to blame the system, blame the government, or blame the police force? Are you insane? Take ownership. Find a way. Fix it. You got men out here and say, oh, man, no one's giving me no opportunity. You know, no one's helping me out and I need help. Hello, you're an adult. You're not a fucking baby. Be a man. <clears throat> you're not living on this planet for people to help you as a man? As a man? Got grown men out here, man. You know, nobody won't help me, Wes. I mean, nobody's helping me, man. I'm trying to get no one's helping me. No one's supposed to help you. Help yourself. You're a goddamn man. Act like one. A man must learn to stand on his own two feet and use the faculties of his mind to navigate the world <coughs> and make his mark. Okay? Stop crying to me. <coughs> Stop crying to me about how you can't figure some shit out. Men, if you see my DMs, it's not women. It's men. Grown men begging me. Please, Wes, please, please help me out. Please, I can't figure it out. I just can't. You know, I just really, I need your mentorship. I need, you don't need me. You need yourself. You need to believe in yourself. That's what I did. I chose to believe in myself when no one believed in me. Okay? 
because <clears throat> that was more important than any belief on the planet was the belief that I had in me. I'm not here to enable you, <clears throat> right? I'm here to assist you. I'm not here to do the work for you. I'm not here to treat you like a baby. I'm not here to hold your hand. You got to do the work. <clears throat> men, <clears throat> I get sick and tired of men just using so many excuses on why they can't do so. Oh, I'm not techy enough. Wes, I just don't understand the computer. I'm not techy. So? I mean, do you not have a family that you got to take care of? That's what you're going to tell your children? Oh, you know, I'm not techy, son. So that's why I can't chase my dreams because I don't understand the computer. Really? You're going to tell your daughter that? <clears throat> you're going to tell your wife that? Because you have the inability to learn something new? Because you think it's too complex? What kind of man are you? Sound like a weak man to me, a beta man, a man that lacks balls. Okay? See, the man that has a pair, he says he can do anything. Even though he has never done it before, he still has the confidence that he will learn. Oh, I'm going to do it. Don't worry. I'm going to figure it out. He probably has never done it before. But he has blind confidence, regardless of what people say. He goes for it. <clears throat> Any questions for me, ladies and gentlemen, here? Okay. <clears throat> I want you to not to just to be an intelligent person. I want you to be an emotional, emotionally intelligent person. Okay? You have to learn how not to be so quick to anger. How not to be so quick to get upset and mad and somebody look at you wrong, somebody step in your shoes or, I don't know, somebody call you a bitch, slut. Don't be so quick to get upset like you're a puppet. Some of you are puppets. You're so easily to be triggered. Easily. This is why the world or certain people on the planet can't control you. Because you're so easily triggered by words or easily triggered by situations. Because of your inability to have any type of emotional intelligence. Okay? Questions for me here. <clears throat> What do you ask a God that has the answers? You ask him the question that you need answered. That's what you do. Wes, do you believe general potency is in a <clears throat> general potency? What is general potency? <clears throat> is it an important trait for men? <clears throat> Can you explain general potency? <clears throat> Questions for me. Um, did you guys get value here tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, did you get value here tonight? What's your thoughts on real estate? My thoughts are positive about real estate. I think this is the best time to buy real estate. Okay. Questions for me, please. 
<clears throat> any book on emotional intelligence? I meant I choose to suffer. Yeah, the book, it's a book called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman. Get it? It's on Amazon. Wesley, how can I be a successful YouTuber? Easy, by creating content starting tonight. Make a video. And make a video a video that's valuable. <clears throat> What's next here? Questions for me, please. Questions. Hi, Wes. What about Forex trading? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're currently doing that right now with one of my companies. But you have to learn. You know, listen. Anything that you guys want to get involved with, um, you got to learn. Right? You got to educate yourself. And educating yourself may take time because you have to be a master. You have to be really, really good. You just can't be a novice, folks. And you can't find the shortest... It's no shortcut. Don't even look for a shortcut. If you're looking for a shortcut, <clears throat> you're not going to make it. Be willing to be very disciplined. Be willing to be sedulous with your activities and your work ethic to become a master. What does intelligence mean? In my opinion, what intelligence means to me if you're talking about emotional intelligence, that means that it's your ability to calm yourself down when you feel that you want to get upset. It's your ability to look at situations very differently that they don't trigger you or disturb you. That's what emotional intelligence is. That's how I define it. How can I get in your circle? <clears throat> what do you have to offer? Okay. Like, think about it for a second. Why would I bring you in my circle? You know, people ask me this all the time. Wesley, I want to be on your team. Like, like I have a team or something. Like I'm not playing football. I'm playing like I like I got a basketball. Like this pickup basketball, right? Wesley, I want to be on the team. Put me on the team. Like why would I do that? I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but think about it for a second. I'm worth forty million dollars. I'm running all these different companies. Why would I just bring you a part of my company for what? What value can you provide me? Do you think I'm just going to randomly just put people on the team? Oh, okay, just because you want to be on my team? Wesley, put me on. Okay, I'll put you on. Come on. Um, yeah, you're hired. Are you, are you crazy? Are you insane? What value can you provide me? That's what I want to know. Not put me on, Wes. Put me on the team. That's the worst thing you can ever tell a millionaire. And worst thing. Hey, man, put me on. Put me on. Put me on. That's the worst statement or phrase you can tell a person that's independently wealthy okay because you sound silly <clears throat> and i'm here to tell you that because i want to educate you i'm not berating you i'm just letting you know you know communicate to wealthy people that way what does your company trade we don't trade anything i'm not a tr i don't my, my company doesn't trade anything what does your guys trade my guys don't trade anything what do you mean <clears throat> I'm not a trader. The Forex stuff that I do, I have a partner with that stuff. So I'm not that involved. Wes, how do I become a top-tier closer? 
Learn, educate yourself, learn how to sell first. <clears throat> Look, when it comes to influence and with sales, you have to learn how to, you know, be a great influencer. What's important about influencer is really your identity. They have something that's called a 3i model. I'll talk about it briefly. You have <clears throat> identity, inf influence, and information. Many people spend a lot of time on influence. They want a, a trick. Give me a trick, Wes. Give me a psychological tip to make people do what I want. You know, what do I say? How do I move my body language? And what I want you to understand is identity is more important, is more powerful than influence itself, which means it's a person that works on himself and self-develop and develop himself as a man or a woman or as a, a, the greatest salesperson on the planet. He doesn't need too much tricks. He don't need all these tricks and all these methods to influence people. Okay? You can be the type of salesperson. We have a salesperson right now likes like this. He just has so much authority. I don't know how he posture himself. His self-esteem is extremely high and his identity is, is very high. How he sees himself. So when he talks to people on the phone... He's not begging people to make a sale. He makes people prove to him that they're worthy of his time. I've seen him. I mean, he's he's the uh, uh, top. Like he's going to do seven figures next year with me. <clears throat> he's not trying to sell people and beg people to buy buy the product. No. He wants you to prove to him that you're worth his time, that you're worth working with him. And he's serious about it because we don't want to work with people that's going to bullshit up or people that's looking for a get rich quick scheme. We're looking for people who are committed, who are disciplined, who really want to help themselves and their families. We don't have time with the riffraff and the people that are kicking the tires. So I would say work on your identity, man, how you see yourself. Then you won't have to deploy all type of methods and techniques <clears throat> trying to make things happen. If purchasing a new home that may <clears throat> relocate your work ethic, what? But better for family, would you leave or stay? If purchasing a new home that may relocate your work ethic, what do you mean by relocate your work ethic? What, relocate your job? I don't understand your question, Jen. Queen Vanessa, how to deal with your significant other when he's in, inattentive or unattentive and cheap? Leave him. That's easy. Vanessa, listen to me, Queen. Leave him. What do you mean? Let him go. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm very serious. Listen, you have one life to live, ladies and gentlemen. One that we know of, right? We don't know if Jesus is coming back. We don't know if we're going to heaven. We don't know if that's an afterlife. You have one life to live. And I will share this with you. You have a conversation with this young man. And you tell this young man your expectations and what you want. And if both of you are not aligned, if you're not equally yoked, then you got to make some, huff, some tough decisions. Right? Like if he's inattentive and he's cheap, he's not taking care of you properly and you want a provider... You want somebody that's going to take care of you because 
You are a virtuous woman, which I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that you are, right? You're doing everything that's necessary, everything that's, um, that's right to ensure that he's comfortable, he's relaxed, and he's not doing what he needs to do with leave him. Let him go. Have one conversation with him. And if he doesn't capitulate, let him go because it's not worth it, okay? It's not worth trying to change a man. You can't change a man. A man has to change himself. He has to want to do better. You can't force or conjole or compel a man to do better. You know, women, it's so funny when women think that they can just change a man or make a man. Nah, you're not going to make this man better. He has to choose. You can influence him, but you can't make him do anything. Men will change based off their own personal recordness. Does that make sense? What books would you recommend me to read more effective at this time? Uh, in fact, read the, read the book Skill with People by Les Giblin. That's all you need. <clears throat> when learning a very specific section or part of a subject, meditation or real estate, does six months sound like a good time frame for focused learning and impl- application of it or until you get it? Until you get it. Lucas, don't put a time frame on anything as far as what you're trying to learn. Just you learn it until you get it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It's back to the marathon analogy. You don't run a marathon because you're giving yourself a time to do it. You run it until you finish. That's it. Oh, your job is relocating? <coughs> well, I mean, is it more money? <coughs> I mean, I need to know the whole story. But I think you know, Jen, what's best for you. What do you feel is best for you and your family? What's next here? Tips on dating. What do you want to know about dating, Dana? You need to be very specific with your question. <clears throat> and you can't make a woman. First of all, it's one man. It's not women. High energy, high income. Absolutely. Repeat that. Less Giblin. Skill with people by Les Giblin. Tips on dating. Please, how to know if he's a player or not. First of all, Diana, that should not be your first thought when you're dating a man, if he's a player or not. Stop that, okay? You know, stop, you know, trying to decide, well, is this man genuine or not? Assume that he is. Assume, not, 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 don't assume that he's a player. Assume that he's a good, great, loyal guy. If you date a guy and you're thinking that he's a player, well, maybe you need to just go ahead. Maybe your thoughts are right. So maybe you don't need to deal with this man at all. Pull out, right? Cut it off. Stop talking to him if you have that type of feeling. But if you choose to deal with this man, have high expectations. You know, don't think about, because, you know, women do that with me. They just assume that I'm a player. Oh, you get any woman you want. You say this to women all the time. You're a heartbreaker, blah, 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 blah. And they know nothing about me, but they just judge me just because of how I look and how I carry myself, right? They're just assuming, but your assumptions could be wrong, right? And you could be doing yourself a disservice because of your jaded assumptions about what you think a person is. That's like if you're seeing a woman, I don't know, in a short dress, you think she's a slut. I don't know. Listen, don't make any assumptions about people. And if you want to make an assumption... If the assumption that you have about that person is not positive, then just don't deal with them. Does that make sense? 
But if you choose to deal with a, a man or a woman or whatever, have high expectations for them. Don't assume that they're a player. Let it happen. If it happens, now you know. But don't go into a relationship assuming that this person is going to break your heart and hurt you and whatever because you're just going to manifest that. And that just shows your insecurities as a woman. Okay? Um, what's next here? Questions. Are you getting value here tonight? I'm feeling good right now. Let's go. Wesley, do you have any regrets? Not at all. I was talking to my daughter about that. And I told my daughter, I said, well, if anybody ever asks you, do you have any regrets? You, you tell them absolutely not. She said, I know that exactly. She's like, why would I have any regrets? Because even when she had an ex-boyfriend, even though it didn't go, you know, the way that she wanted it to go, but she don't have any regrets. She learned a lot from their relationship. She learned what she did not want, right? She realized that. So now when she's dating the new guy, she's aware of what she don't want, right? From the last relationship. And it took the last relationship to be able to have the relationship that she desires, which is the one that she's in right now. So I don't have any regrets. You should never tell a person you have any regrets. You should never tell a person that you have regrets. Don't do that. Because when you tell a person that you have regrets, if they're smart, if they know what they're doing, they can lead you. <laughs> they, can, they can control you. I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever you tell a person, yeah, you know, I do have regrets. Oh, what are the regrets? Man, I regret this. I regret this. So when you take people and they start to think about their regrets, which are painful, right? You can do all types of interesting things with people. You can control them. When they're thinking that way, okay? Because that's not a moment of happiness, sadness, or feeling that they didn't do enough. And then they start to berate themselves and start to criticize themselves. So never tell a person that you have any regrets. I don't care. Even all the mistakes that you made in your life, no regrets. I have zero regrets. Every, every mistake, everything that I've done, hey, I thank God I went through it. Can I manifest and meditate on a lucky Tykes, sometime I played a lotto. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in the whole lotto thing, um, Dan. I don't, I don't talk about that. I don't teach that, and I don't recommend that. Thank you so much, Slim, sexy Slim Goddess. Thank you, Queen, for that badge. Sexy Slim Goddess showing me some love tonight. Thank you so much. Any questions for me here? Talk to me, queens and kings. Okay. How do you improve your thinking? By educating yourself. If you want to be a better thinker, you have to read. Okay? Read books. You know, some of you, you have never learned on how to think. And thinking for some of you is a very difficult process. Because you don't like it. <laughs> you don't like thinking. Right, because it's it's tough. Because you're trying to <sighs> think about something in the unknown, but you got to educate yourself. Read, man, read, read, read books in self development. Start there. Like if you don't know where to read, read books in the self help space. Go to Barnes and Nobles. Go on the internet. Type in self development and start reading those books to develop yourself, develop your mind, develop your character, develop your habits. Get rid of addictions and vices. 
Thank you, Michelle. Love you for that. Wes, what is the best way to make money online as a beginner when there are so many different online opportunities? Yeah, you got to choose one that you want to do, man. You know, I can't say it's the best way. It's, it's millions of ways, right? It's just whatever way that you're willing to be committed to. How to vibrate on high, higher energy. Be grateful. It's easy. If you want to vibrate higher, be grateful. Like, suppose if everybody tonight would come at one thing that they're grateful for, you would instantly feel better about your situation. If you would feel gratitude right now about your situation. What do you do with sadness? Sadness. What do you mean, what do I do with sadness? Like I told you before, sadness is normal, but suffering is ineffective. Suffering is a choice. If you're sad about something, ask yourself, why am I sad? Well, because I need to get what I want. Okay, so the question is, do you have to be sad because you didn't get what you wanted? Why can't you be happy about that? Maybe you're not getting what you want because... You're becoming more resilient, okay? You're becoming more formidable. Throw sadness in the trash because it's ineffective. Why am I not getting sales with my Warrior Plus since I started? Or is it because I'm in a French country? No, you're just doing something wrong, my man. Or whatever you're doing, you're not doing it enough. Listen, folks, it just takes time. You know, nothing, it's just, you know, I get it. You want things to happen overnight. You, think you want things to happen in a year. It may take you a couple of years to really understand and fine-tune what you're currently doing. Okay? And I would say get around the people that are making money. West of the currently doing YouTube for the next five years. Should I stick with that or master or do other things along the way? Just stick with that, man. Stick with one thing. If you have an idea, a project, but don't know how to create it, but you can be but can be successful, wouldn't it would it be smart to bring it to bigger companies? I mean, just the idea? Or bring them actually something that's tangible. I would say, you know, you don't want to just bring ideas to a company, right? Because, I mean, why would anybody can bring an idea, right? You want to bring them something that's tangible, something they can use, okay? What's next here? And then we're going to wrap things up here tonight. Did you get value here tonight, ladies and gentlemen here? Good job, Diana. Just get value here tonight. Hey, Monica, how are you? Hey, I love you so much. Thank you for joining the rant here tonight where we spoke about how to manage your emotions like the rich. You have to be able to decrease the emotional refractory period. You know, the moment of sadness, anger, hurt, whatever it is. You got to put yourself out of it and say, hey, snap out of it and get busy and find a solution. You have to become a solution-oriented person. You have to become a person that only focuses on the solution and spend no time on the pain, the upsets, or the failures. 
because it's just worthless, honestly. It really is. And it's going to waste so much time. I see so many people spend so much time thinking why it's not working for them. <laughs> you know, it's just it's insane. They spend weeks and months and sometimes years on why they can't do it, why they can't figure it out. And if they just had a mentor, if they just had something, listen, you got this, okay? In the beginning of your journey, what did you focus on first, becoming independently wealthy? I'll focus on writing copy. What would you tell your 21-year-old self in regards to success? Yeah, if I was 21 years old right now, I'd tell myself, don't fuck around, period. Don't fuck around. Do not fuck around. What do I mean by that? All my friends, I would let them go immediately. Like every friend that you have right now, you know, they're not making a million dollars. I'll let them go. All those high school friends, let them go. I'd divorce them all. That's what I would do if I was 21. I would go to the bookstore. I would get every book on personal development. I would begin to read. I would find something on the internet that I can do, either create a product or promote a product, and I would immerse myself. I would throw my PS5, my Xbox in the trash. I would get rid of all my TVs, turn off all my cable, and that's it. Does that make sense? I wouldn't go to any movies. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't smoke. I wouldn't go to no clubs. I'm not going to the bar. I'm going to get totally immersed in the development of myself as a man. That's what I would do. I would go to the gym every day. I would work on my communication skills, my writing skills. I would read every day. I would write down my goals. I will work. Um, I will work daily on my goals and opportunities. That's what I would do. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Much love, folks. This is Wesley, billion dollar version, and let's go.